Support for the show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, Atlassian software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Support for Prop G comes from Anthropic. Incorporating AI into your business can be a delicate balance between speed and intelligence. That's why you might want to consider the Claude 3 family models from Anthropic for your enterprise AI. Haiku is their light and fast model. Opus is their most powerful model capable of high-order thinking, and Sonnet is the best combination of both speed and intelligence. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. At PropG Media, we attempt to stay up on the latest technologies. And one way we do this is to actually use these technologies ourselves. In 2023, that means using, wait for it, AI tools. We've been experimenting with translating our podcasts into other languages, creating short videos for social media, and now we've developed an AI tool of our own that we'd like to share with you. It's called PropG.AI. I know, that sounds scary. It's a chatbot similar to ChatGPT, only with a twist. Instead of chatting with OpenAI servers, you're chatting with a digital version of me. The catalyst here is see above, we want to learn about technologies, but also I receive dozens of emails each day from thoughtful people asking for advice. And as much as I'd like to respond, I can't. And so we tasked the team with coming up with a generative AI that could sound very similar and provide responses that felt sort of on point. This is a bit eerie because we took many of the office hours questions that we received, put them into PropG AI, and found that the responses were pretty similar to what I would have said or how I would have responded. Anyways, with that, and here to explain how we actually made this tool and some of what we learned about the market along the way is PropG Media's editor-in-chief, Jason Stavers. When ChatGPT came out late last year, one of the first things we did at PropG Media was ask it to imitate Scott. We spent a lot of our time working with Scott on scripts and articles and other writing, and it would be incredible to have a digital Scott available to us 24-7. Plus, we thought it'd be fun. As Scott talked about last week on Markets, OpenAI used some of his books to train GPT. So the bot can make an effort to imitate him, but you get a pretty generic, vague version. We thought we could do better, so we built our own. Building a chatbot requires two primary components. The artificial intelligence portion that does the heavy lifting is what's called a large language model, or LLM. These are enormous statistical engines that take in a string of text and then predict what the most likely next string of text is going to be. 
That's a narrow skill. But as everyone who's used these tools has seen, it turns out to be a very powerful one. These systems are quite good at predicting the right answer to a question or how that answer might sound in the style of a pirate or written in computer code. However, because LLMs are just statistical engines, they can be a bit finicky to work with. That's where the second component comes in. The chatbot itself is an extra layer of software that sits between the user and the LLM. It's not really a translator, since the LLM knows every language. The chatbot is more like a diplomat. It takes the user's questions and instructions, and it gives the LLM more context for how it should respond. For example, most chatbots insert text before the user's message, along the lines of, you are a helpful AI assistant that politely and accurately responds to user messages. The idea is to increase the statistical likelihood of the ideal response. So to make a digital Scott, we needed an LLM, and we needed a chatbot that could provide the LLM with enough context about how Scott thinks and writes that the LLM could accurately predict how he would respond to any question. To accomplish this, we turned to a London startup called Spirito.ai. Spirito was founded by two engineers who left Meta just a few weeks before we met them, Dennis and Alice. I've asked them to join me and explain how we made a digital Scott. Dennis, one of the first decisions we had to make was which LLM we wanted to use. There's quite a few options available in the marketplace, right? Yeah, definitely. And it feels like there are new ones every week. Um, some are trained on specific knowledge domains, like Google's uh, MedHome, which is specific to the medical field. Some are more general purpose, like GPT-4 from OpenAI. Some are open source, like Llama from Meta. So there's a bunch of different um, services out there, and there's a lot of variety in the industry. Okay, so we decided to go with OpenAI's GPT. Why did that work for us? Yeah, so there were two kind of main criteria that we were kind of looking at here. So one is uh, production capability, and then the other is basically model performance. So on production capability, what we're really concerned about is basically, like, can we even use this LLM at scale? A lot of the LLMs that exist out there are primarily for research purposes or academic purposes or haven't yet been released or they don't have the infrastructure to basically support what we're trying to do, which is build a large-scale consumer uh, application. And on model performance, what we're really trying to evaluate is basically how good is the LLM at this specific use case of building digital versions of creators. And ultimately, we felt that OpenAI's products basically were best at uh, addressing both of these criteria. And there are a couple other sort of bonus features as well, like fine-tuning. So can you explain a bit more about what fine-tuning is and how it's helpful to us? So basically, fine-tuning is where you take a general-purpose model, like GPT-4, and train it to better perform at specific tasks. You kind of show the LLM how to respond by giving it a bunch of data, and then later it'll use that data to basically like help itself improve on, on those sets of tasks. Um, so in our case, what we did, we took GPT 3.5, we gave it a bunch of questions, and then we gave it a bunch of responses in terms of how we would want the ideal Scott bot to respond. Um, and in the end, we got a fine tune model that performed better than base GPT 3.5. Now that's the LLM piece of the equation. But then we needed a chatbot that could provide the LLM with the context it would need to capture Scott. And there we had a great advantage because... Scott has been writing prolifically for years, and he's recorded hundreds of hours of podcasts. So what we needed the chatbot to do was to provide the LLM 
with just the portions of all that writing that would help it respond to each user question. Alice, can you explain how we went about that? Tolem can only process a certain amount of tokens at a time, and Scott's prolific writing um, is definitely more than the limit there. So we use a strategy of chunking, embeddings, and similarity search to find the relevant text when someone asks a question. Um, so let's go over each of these. Chunking is basically dividing the text into smaller pieces, um, which we can then embed and store in a database. The embeddings are important because in the next step, we use the embeddings to run a similarity search to find the chunks that are similar to a question, let's say, that is put into the chatbot. This helps us find the right slivers of information when someone asks the chatbot a specific topic. And then how does the chatbot coach the LLM to use that material and sound like Scott? When we want our chatbot to sound like Scott, we can use a system prompt, which essentially guides the LLM into how to approach answering a question. In it, we want to balance styles such as tone, key phrases, maybe Scottisms, um, instructions, essentially act like a chatbot embodying Scott. And we're also going to feed in some extra context um, and how to handle that extra context that's passed in. So we need to be careful about all of these because adding too much information can cause the LLM to forget instructions, while adding too little information can cause it to perform suboptimally. So it's really part science, but also part art. Thanks, Alice. Thanks, Dennis. We've made our chatbot available at profg.ai, where you can check it out. It's an experiment and still in the early stages. It handles some questions better than others, and it will get better as it answers more questions. So some fine print. One, I'm sure some of this will be wrong. And then again, I'm wrong quite a bit, but I'm sure some of this will not hit the mark. And we're open to feedback for how we make it better. And two, and most importantly, this cannot replace human relationships. And our hope is that this not only provides insight and guidance to people who I otherwise couldn't get back to, but that you use this information as a catalyst for reaching out to potential friends, potential mentors, to increase your dialogue, your intimacy, and your contact with other people. Every digital analog of your life is a shittier version of your life. The digital facsimiles of relationships are just that. They're facsimiles. Find mentors. Discuss this with friends. <laughs>